Wait, 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 did you, did you play? Uh, uh, yeah, I can't right, stop no it. Lie. No lie. No <laughs> lie. No lie. Just sell it. <laughs> Friday, hey, baby. Hey, but like, like, like serious question. Like, has that, like, has that ever happened to both of y'all? Like what we were just talking about? Like the situation? Yes, yeah, for sure. Okay, all right. I, I, I just I wanted to know that I wasn't a sicko. I, I just want to know weekly about that. No, nah, I've heard about no, it. No, but it's not the same. It's not the same, Chris. It's not the same. It's not <laughs> the, the same. Like, just the audacity. Like, how dare you? Like, yeah, it's just I ain't gonna do it. But how dare you steal? <laughs> no, no. no it, but I'm. That's the thing. I'm not doing it. Like I'm. I stuck <laughs> to my end of the bargain, bro. Right. Exactly. Well, would, how could you do this to me, bro? <laughs> Again, I turn into Lil Dirk every time. I fell down to my knees when the law came because I be in tears, boy, crying and throwing. But anyway, fellas, we got the trade deadline. This may have been the most chaotic trade deadline of all time. There was movement on movement on movement, contenders moving, the bands breaking up. I mean, boy, I'll tell you what, this was a a, a wild, wild, wild uh, trade deadline. On top of that, we've got the Super Bowl coming up. We've got uh, Aiden Hutchinson named the NFL Rookie of the Year. We've got a ton to go over today. Are y'all ready to get into this show? I'm ready. Man, I'm fired up. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Acts crew. We got the master, the mix and master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the man with the plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old MC, that's me, King Gibbs. Now, we were debating on whether or not we should do it, would you rather, uh, before the show, because we got a lot to get into. But we're going to try to keep this thing brief, because it, it just, we we were talking about something that made really terrible parents come to mind. And so, if you had to pick a TV dad to live out your life with, and I mean, you go back to childhood and are raised by this father, it will be one of this group, pick your fighter. Frank Gallagher of Shameless, Peter Griffin of uh, Family Guy, Homer Simpson of um, of The Simpsons, Reginald Hargraves, the dad from Umbrella Academy, or Cal Jacobs of Euphoria. Which dad are y'all going with? So I'm either going with one or two options. I'm either going with Homer because one, out of all of those, Homer the only one that's like not a bad dad. He's just stupid. That's different. That's different. Like he he got the morals in him to try to be a good person, but he's just stupid. He can't help it. Or I'm going with Reginald just because he a terrible father, but like all his kids had powers. He was successful. So I could get something out of it. It's just up to me to decide whether or not that uh that trauma is gonna rule my life. But I'm gonna have powers out of the out of the equation. Okay. <laughs> okay. That, I'm going to tell you, I honestly did not want to put Reginald Hargraves on there because in my mind, I'm like, no, because he's the worst by far. Like, I'm just saying, my parents mess me up and I don't got powers in real life. Everybody else's kids survived. Like, none of their <laughs> kids are dead except Reginald. Reginald is the only one with hey. dead children. Hey, it'd be like that. And he tried to kill one of his kids. Did you watch the last <laughs> season of Umbrella Academy? I ain't finished the last season. He tried oh. to kill all of them. He, oh, he did. He really okay. did. 
I'm at the watch yeah, it now. Yeah, you gotta you gotta finish because this is I think it'll change your opinion a little bit. Okay. Who you with? Who you rocking with? Who's your fighter? Man, call it call me crazy, call me crazy. But you know, my philosophy is if you know the devil you know is more comfortable than the devil you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. So give me Frank Gallagher, bro. Cause I know my dad ain't gonna be there. He ain't gonna give me nothing, provide nothing. But you know what you can always count on? He gonna be somewhere around the house drunk. And you know, mm-hmm. me just seeing my pops around the house drunk, you know, outside in the street. All right, he gonna find a way to scam too to get some paper. You know, he gonna oh, find absolutely. a way. Absolutely. He gonna find a way to get, get some money. He gonna find a way to make you happy sometimes. And, and, and when it came down to the to the to the trenches for real. Frank Lucky did have a lot of his kids back, bro. He really did. He really did. Yeah. He came down yeah. some for real. So I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you, man. I'm gonna tell you. I'm, and and Josh, I'm mad that you got me out here agreeing with Chris all willy nilly. That's the easy <laughs> answer, bro. Frank Gallagher is right there. Like, think about it this way, bro. Of all of those dads, he's the least violent. Like, you will have the least violent upbringing with Frank as your dad. Like, yes, you'll endure the violence of poverty, sure. But true. true. Homer used to strangle Bart like every episode. <laughs> About 10 seasons straight. Bro, it, it was crazy. And then you got Peter, who like his hijinks would always ruin the entire family. Like this was not like he wouldn't do stuff that's like, oh man, this is like a bad day. Like the house is gone now because of Peter. <laughs> like you said, you home, there's no home in the in there anymore. Like that's that's the type of stuff Peter be on. Um, other than him, Cal, another one. First of all, Reginald Hargraves, some of his kids are dead. Enough. Enough said, I'm trying to live, okay? And we all know black folks always die first, although I was super surprised that a black person wasn't the one who died, and it was the Asian kid in um in Umbrella Academy. But still, I ain't I ain't faving it. I just can't do it. And then last but not least, Cal. I mean, come on, bro. Cal was playing it crazy. He was bro. Imagine your pops coming back from the bar and you got to wrestle him and he's sitting up here pissing on the floor, bro. Like, that's... (laughs) Like, honestly, honestly, I would rather keep the pops I got now than have Cal, bro. Because, like, at least if you're not there, I'm not like, hey, this is easy. This is easy to know you won't be there. Like Chris said, it's the devil you know. With Cal, it's too much unpredictability. You got some, some things going on in there that aren't exactly legal going on with minors and... There's a videotaping and recording without people's consent going on there. Yeah. Hey, give me Frank, bro. Give me Frank. <laughs> he gonna, if he going to break the law, it's going to be like public drunkenness, disorderly conduct, resisting arrest. Give me that. DWI at worst. Exactly. That's that's light work. That's light work, pops. We can work past that. That's easy. That's easy, man. That, and eventually, Father Tom going to catch up to Frank and like, you ain't really going to be like that tight about it. It's just like, all right, cool. But like, the rest of these, they kind of going to last forever. So that's just my my idea there. Speaking of lasting forever, everybody says that LeBron James breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's score, all-time scoring record is a longevity stat. We all know. All three of us know ball, so we very strongly disagree with that. But with that being said, what do y'all think is the impact on this record being broken, both for the game and for LeBron's legacy? Um, for the game, I think it's just showing a changing of the guard because um, from a scoring perspective, we saw a record that a lot of people said was un- unbreakable get 
broken. I'm not going to say fairly easy, but it's not one of those things where LeBron is going to retire with like 100 more points than Kareem. Like LeBron's going to hit 40,000 plus, and I could see him having another two, three fully healthy seasons easily. Um, But I do think that it shows that the scoring record is easily touchable, and I don't think that we go as long of a distance between Kareem and LeBron before we see the record possibly get broken again. Just if you look at the trend of how basketball is moving, as he is coming in, at age 19, averaging 25 a game first season, 30, 30, 30. And longevity might not be a problem just from um, it's, it's going to be hard for somebody to have the same longevity that LeBron did. But I wouldn't be surprised if the way that certain players play now, how much they rest and the medicine that that's involved. We could see somebody have a fully healthy 20 year career. That's not going to be surprising. But it does just add on to LeBron's legacy. I've reached a point where we don't we not doing goat debates on this show. That's something that's just it's no point in doing it. However, if somebody wants to say LeBron is the goat, it's no refutable argument you can have for that. He's checked every box, and that's just a cherry on top because it's not only the points, but he's top ten in three pointers, assists, and I want to say steals as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it's awesome. nothing you could do to argue that. He's top 10 rebounding too? He's top 10. No way. No he's, way. He's outside the top 10 in rebounding. He got to be outside the top no 10. No way. Rebounding. That's I, crazy. I, if he in the top 10 in rebounding, like that's, ooh, wee, ooh, wee. That's, that's crazy. But Chris, what is what do you think about this? What is his, what do you think this record being broken, the impact is on the game and on LeBron's legacy? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't think it's a longevity debate for, for, for many reasons, but mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I don't think it gets broken that easily, bro. If you think about the world in today's society, right? Today's society is what? It's fast paced, right? And what that means is diets and other things become less of a a necessity, right? Anthony Edwards, for example, we just did a long segment on him last episode, right? Eating 21 bag of hot fries a week. (laughs) Okay. Just the nastiest work I've ever heard of. Just listen, ugh. 21 bet. He's supposed to be one of the up and coming stars in the NBA. Not only does LeBron did this at a healthy 20 years in the league, never had any major injuries. Also took very good care of his body. 1.3 plus million a year on his body. I don't think anybody coming out of college is going to have that type of discipline right away. Also, Nobody's going to have the same standard LeBron was held to for a while, for a while. Like Zion was close, but we all knew Zion wasn't going to be held to the same standard as LeBron. Right. Okay. That's very so, true. Very so, true. so I think this record, if LeBron could play two, three more seasons, right? I think he'd get 40, maybe close to 41,000. And I don't think nobody sniffs, sniffs this. I think it finally becomes an untouchable record because the amount of patience you got to have to be uh, 20 years in the league, good diet, not getting any trouble off the court and be focused, locked in and play almost 82 games as much as possible. Only rest when it was like a meaningful time to rest. I just don't see it really happening. I mean, I, I don't. I don't. I look at how much food come out. You got fried egg rolls with corned beef in them now. You got corned beef egg rolls now. <laughs> Like, come on, man. Like, hey, hey, can I can I tell y'all something about those? I've never had a good corned beef egg roll. I've never had one that I like. No, nah, you ain't been to the right spot. Never had one. 
Never. I, and you're right. I'd have been to some five star steakhouses and had those. I'd have been to like. Oh no. Like, you gotta be to the slow. I was just about to say. Oh, okay. I'd have been, <laughs> been to some parks where like you gotta tuck your wallet. You gotta anybody shake your hand. You got, hey, how you doing, Big Tom? All right. Just, hey, don't worry about <laughs> my right hand holding down, man. You take care, brother. But yeah, I I never had one that I like. It's something about that combination that just yeah, it don't work out for me. Don't work out for me. Yeah. But I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. For the NBA, this was terrible. This was really terrible for the NBA. It was good for the actual league in and of itself. It was bad for all the things peripheral to the league. And let me tell you why. These old heads are going into like overdrive to embarrass themselves. Yeah. Like, did y'all did y'all hear Ricky Davis and what he was saying about like uh was for like, your, like it was some months ago I heard him say this something new? Oh, dude, no, I'm I'm talking about that, but like there are other people now like joining on that bandwagon of like, oh, LeBron wasn't that good when he first came into the league and da, 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 da. And it's like, stop, stop. That boy dropped 25 as an 18-year-old. He couldn't drink yet. He was three <laughs> years away from being able to legally take a drink and was like, yeah, I'm the leader of this team now, guys. So, uh, hey, thanks. Like, we're, that's not... And these old heads just going to keep like this old head syndrome going of like saying random things that don't make sense. And J.J. Reddick said something very poignant in in about like, oh, LeBron James is top five all time in points per game. Um, But I want to take it a step further. Do y'all know how many points per game the all time record is? Um, Is Michael Jordan with 30.12 points per game? LeBron James is currently averaging 30.2 points per game this season. Wait, wait. Say that again. You said what's the... The the all-time record for most points per game in a career is Michael Jordan with 30.12. LeBron is averaging 30.2 right now. I don't think that we understand what we're looking at. I I don't. I don't. Because, like, while this record will eventually be broke, all records... Will be broken. Maybe not in our lifetime. Maybe so. I don't know. All records will be broken eventually. But in this manner, I, again, we're watching a guy that we're talking about is two years away from retirement and he's averaging more points than the career, than the highest of all time in terms of points per game for a career. Like this is, this is unheard of. This is not. This is not like a, oh, this is his swan song and we all know he's on his last leg. No, 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 no. This is, this is something different. This is like LeBron is once again showing us he's not one of us and we're not him. And, and, and by he's not one of us, I mean to the other NBA players. Honestly, to the other NBA greats, y'all are not him and he's right. not y'all. That's just the reality there. Uh, for his legacy – I mean, I think this just, again, further cements, like, what what can you argue? What can you say, right? Like, oh, he never wanted to take the big shot. Yeah, but he's an all-time scoring leader. Oh, well, he just played for forever. Again, top four all-time in NBA points per game. You got to be oh, good stat, in order another, to play forever. Is that another stat, too, Gibbs. He did this, right? Steel is under the most field goals attempted. Still is under the number one player in most field goals attempted. Oh, he's he's not gonna scratch that. He's not gonna scratch yeah. that. I don't because the amount of field goals that were attempted by the the greats who like were given that leash, 
he was never that type of guy. That's like when people say he was passed first. I mean, yeah, he looked to get his teammates involved. When we watched Ball Hog Brown against the Thunder, did we not realize like that's who he could be every night if he chose to be? If there? he wanted to, yeah. If he, if he so chose to, he could be like, <laughs> hey man, I need forty a night. This how we gonna get there every night. He could do that. He just doesn't. So I I don't really think that this. I again. At this point in time, there was somebody who said LeBron James has finally made me a believer. Baby, you about 18 years too late. <laughs> right. If it took all this, all right, I, I'll give you, you're about 10 years too late. You're about 10 years too late to the Yeah. Point. Like, sure. once, once, once 2013 hit, you was like, all right, yes. You, you couldn't, again, I'm not, like we all said, we don't, we don't get into GOAT debates here because it's a lot of different things that go into it. Like I was on locked on ACC today, and they were and and my co-host asked me, "What is who's the best team in ACC?" And I said, "Well, it depends on what you mean by the best, because if you're talking best in terms of who has the best chance to win a national championship, that's different from the team that's probably going to finish with the best regular season record. That's different than the team that has the best chance to win the ACC tournament. Those are three different teams. So I don't know what you want from me there, but that's just the reality. It's the same thing in terms of goat debate. Like if you're talking goat, it's about what you prefer." Because really, right. I think that there are four guys that like, no matter how you cut it or slice it, like really five, four to five guys that like, they're up there. They got to be in that conversation. So I, I, again, if old heads could stop having old head syndrome, that would be beautiful. That would be great. But like, it makes the NBA look so, so bad, so bad that like all these old heads just pop out of the woodwork. Yeah, I remember when LeBron first came in the league, I used to smack him upside the head and send him to the stove for free those. And he, <laughs> he wasn't even my rookie. I played for the Warriors, but every time he was in San Fran or every time he was in Oakland, he got smacked upside the head and sent to the stove. He was my corner boy. Like, come on, man. That's You're not that guy. You've never you, been that. Do, you're lying. You think Kareem was hating or he just old? No, Kareem's just old. Kareem's just old. You think I so? Think, I think Kareem is like legitimately at a point where he's too old to hate. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, and not the even be a funny though. I mean, oh, they're hilarious. They're hilarious. I don't like not even joking. And I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that we get, you know, 20, 30 years more of Kareem if he would like to be on this earth that long. Man. But I don't think we got like another 10, 15 years of Kareem. Like, I think that he's at that point in his life no. where he's like, where he's like, hey, I'm enjoying this. This is nice. This is nice to see that, like, at the end of the day, with LeBron breaking my record, it still brings people back. It's a callback to how great I was in my day. It's a callback. Him and Shaq apparently never spoke. And Shaq referred to him strictly as Cap whenever they talk. Because that's what people know Kareem as, the captain. That's what people yeah. used to call him. So there, there, there's a reverence being paid to him because this record was broken. They're like, if this record hadn't been broken, do you think that that exchange between him and Shaq would have happened on TV? Absolutely Probably not. not. Absolutely not. There was no mm. way. It would, when yeah. would it happen? He going he to be at the All-Star game? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I don't take Kareem for an All-Star weekend type of guy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. So, I mean, I, I think that it's I think that uh, Kareem is is happy to see like, hey, man, the game is evolving and he loves the game and, and it's evolving in a good way. He just old because when we old, right, like in, in 30, 40 years or whatever, when like there's another team at, at Castec doing what we did and winning state championships and all that, like, you know, we're going to be there to watch them. And like somebody might be like, oh, dang, they hating and they old and they not happy to be there. But like we just old. We just old. You know what I mean? That's just what happens there. So. You know, that's my opinion there. That's my opinion on that. With that being said, 
Do y'all think it was weird that this came in a loss? Like, does that hurt or help this to y'all? Um, it, it don't matter. In the grand scheme of things, it don't matter. Mm-hmm. Like five years from now, we look back on LeBron beating that record. Nobody's it's, it's going to be that occasional, you know, weird on Twitter, of, you know, the podcast and 12 year olds with fan pages are still a thing five years from now. Hopefully the world is no longer here. So you don't have to suffer through that. But Bulls got next will remain forever. Bulls got next is eternal. Bulls got next is eternal. We're going to go through another ice age. That's going to be like the last piece of civilization left where they rebuild. <laughs> They're going to build a whole new society based off of like Lazo Ball being the greatest hooper ever. Um, but it, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but it's still something in me. Like it's still something, the competitive nature in me that it leave a bad taste in my mouth when, when LeBron is beating that record is coming in a loss and it's coming in the season where we'll, we'll see how we feel about the trades after, but it's coming in the season where the Lakers probably won't be making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chris, what say you? Man, first off, I'm going to say this. Why old heads got to bring up well, Kobe wouldn't have did that if, if if it was Kobe breaking the record. Jordan wouldn't have did. Why do y'all got to bring up another grown man when you refer to a grown man? Like, I don't understand that one bit. But anyway, carry on. Carry on. I'm my Kendrick Perkins voice. Carry on. But go ahead. Get, about oh, uh, no, no. I, I thought you were done. Go ahead, bro. Right. I, I really don't think it matters. Because if you think about it, every time LeBron had a milestone, they lost. Like and we don't we don't already forgot that. Literally every mile every, when he passed Kobe, yeah. they lost. When he passed Jordan, they lost. When he hit top four all time assist, they lost. Like when he passed Carl Malone, we already, they lost. <laughs> we we don't already forgot. So I mean, ain't that big a deal? It's a Tuesday night game against the Thunder at home when you was beating the all time record. If it was a meaningful game, then that's one thing. But we're not going to remember this game next week. Can I can I let yeah. y'all in on a secret? Can I let y'all in on a secret? Anybody who holds this game or says like, "Oh, this is you know he did it in a loss. This is bad." LeBron is top. Uh, he's top ten all time in steals. Right? Mm-hmm. He doubled his yeah. uh, he doubled his career steal average in this game. Um, he is. We already talked about him being top four in assists. Again, this was ball hog, Brown, So he only got three assists. He's averaging seven and a half rebounds for his career. He got seven. He's averaging 73 and a half percent from the free throw line. He hit 80 percent. He's averaging 34.4 percent from deep in his career. He hit 66.6. Technically infinite sixes till you get to a seven, but still that he's averaging 50 percent from the field in his career. He shot 65 percent. I'm sorry to tell you what more do y'all want from that man? Somebody bring out yeah. the Tyrese meme. What more <laughs> do you want from me? Because he can't do nothing else, bro. Like at the end of the day, if you if you let Josh Giddy cook like that, you deserve to lose. <laughs> yeah. What do you, I'm, I'm not about to like. What? I'm sorry, but why? What What is going on there? What is going on there? If you let Shea Gilgis Alexander cook you like that, hey, what What do you want from the man? What do you want from the man? You let Shea Gilgis Alexander go off for 31 and eight. What? So which one was he supposed to check? Or was he supposed to check everybody? Because it's LeBron and he was just supposed to 
you know, like like how they say uh, Jordan teammates were afraid of him and afraid of letting him down. Was he supposed to intimidate a bunch of grown men who, by the way, by the way, here's a fun fact about this Lakers team. LeBron James wasn't the highest paid player on this team. No. It was Russell Westbrook. Hmm. Hmm. And so y'all place this at the feet of LeBron. If you do, you're an idiot. Go sit down somewhere. You're not well in the head. Because Russ again, had a good game too, Loki. He did. Russ had a very good game in this game. But again, the other guys, y'all need to step up. Y'all need to do your thing. You need to defend. Again, Shea Gilgis Alexander going off for 30. Giddy going off for 20. Both of them being very efficient and over 50%, as well as Shea getting to the line 11 times. Giddy having six assists. Like, what are we doing here? What are we really, really doing here? Like, come on, man. This is, you know, when you allow Jalen Williams, Jalen Williams, no offense to this young man. No, I don't think anything bad about him. I don't, I don't have an opinion very strong one way or the other on this man. He averages 12 points a game. He put up 25 in this one. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, um, yeah. At the end of the day, this coming in a loss, to me, doesn't matter. Because again, LeBron is one man. He he can't he can't do it all. He he literally can't do it all. He was out here saying, let's get greedy, let's continue to win. And his teammates talk about, let's just have fun. Let's just keep <laughs> Nasty work. Disgusting, downright nasty work. And I'm glad that them folks is going up out of there and traded. But now we got to talk about the biggest trade of the day. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is going to the Suns in a trade that brings over Michael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, four first round picks and a 2028 pick swap to the Nets for Kevin Durant and TJ Warren. Fellas, what do y'all think about this trade? Chris, I'm going to let you start this one off because you, you you seem to be excited. Tell us about this trade. What do you think? I'm, I'm kind of geeked because now this is like one of those moments where it's like, a, all right, let's see you do it again, right? First off, I'm going to start by saying this. We have never seen a superstar walk into so many situations that are this great. Like literally. Like, okay, you could say LeBron walked into the heat, then he went back to Cleveland. But those was all things that orchestrated after he got there, right? Right. And he has went to two teams now that went through rebuilds or got to a good point, and then he joined the team. He was the person that they bought around the team. We, I don't think we ever see somebody that lucky again. Literally that lucky again. Like K- KD walking onto the Suns, and they didn't give up none of their top three players. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's luck. I think that this is very intentional, like – Hey, bro. It's calculated. If you look at the Warriors move, that was, that was free agency. That wasn't luck. Yeah. He looked at the team. He right. said, hey, y'all just beat me. Don't care. Y'all are my brothers now. <laughs> listen, Love listen. It. So what this trade tells me is this actually means more to Chris Paul and Kevin Durant than it does Devin Booker and Aiton. Devin Booker right now is 26. Chris Paul is 37. Aiden is 24. KD is 34. If they don't win a ring before CP3 contract over, CP3 going to have to retire or he going to get pennies on the dollar because ain't nobody paying the 39-year-old. They was already struggling to pay the 34-year-old when he first got, the 35-year-old when he got that contract. 
I don't think Chris Paul stay in the league if they don't win the title right here. Also, on top of that, Kevin Durant, right? You go from the narrative of you can't win without Steph to go to a narrative where now you in the same similar situation when you had Steph. So do you want Steph to be your father in another life? Because if you don't win this ring without Steph this time, everybody going to say without Steph, it would have been no KD. I, and you know what? I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. This trade to me cements the fact that like KD is all right with his legacy is what it is. Cause like, that's, this is the, like the ceiling of his legacy is like, Oh yeah. He was like a really great part of some really great teams. Like he'll never be known as the guy that like carried a team. Like he'll never be known. Yeah. You know, because you look at the Warriors champions before he got there, you look at the Suns. the Suns went to a finals. What? Two years ago. Two years ago. 2021. Like nobody's ever going to look at you like, Hey man, I'll tell you what, bro. Without KD, them teams was, they was some meat. Again, people say, well, it's the same thing with Brown. Sure. Let's pretend that it is, okay? All right, great. We're pretending. We're in the land of make-believe. Kevin Love, for all of the talent that he was, how many times did he make the playoffs in Minnesota? Zero? Yes, correct. No, he never made the playoffs in Minnesota. Yeah, because Minnesota didn't make it again until uh, that one season Jimmy was over there. So they never made it with him. Well, well, that's okay because we're not talking about Kevin Love. You know, Kevin Love's not the important part. We all know Kyrie is the guy. How many times did the Cavs make the playoffs with Kyrie? They had first round pick. Number Zero. One. They had Multiple the number, times. They had the number one pick more often than they made the playoffs with Kyrie Irving. So LeBron joined up with teams that objectively were like, meh, at best. At best. Hey, yeah. do one better, Gibbs. Explain to Miami. Explain to no, Miami. Miami was was dookie that year before I'm, LeBron went I'm t- But here's the thing. I'll at least give you Miami because both Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade was a champion in his own right before LeBron got there. And Chris Bosh had been to the playoffs. I don't, I don't know if he won a series or not. I want to say he won a series or two with the Raptors. But he had at least been to the playoffs. So I'll yeah. give people. I'll give you the heat. I'll give you that one. Sure. You can have that one. He joined up with the champion. Absolutely. Kevin Durant goes from champion to team that's been in the finals. To He tried to do it by himself. He tried to go it his own way. He tried. And with, two other superstars. with two other superstars. And, and I told everybody, I told everybody, the ceiling of this team, the ceiling is a loss in the finals. That's the absolute best they'll ever get. And, he and tried. Gibbs, can I remind people? Me and Gibbs got on the podcast. We didn't even pick. I'm looking at our list right now. Me and Gibbs didn't even pick the Nets to make the playoffs, right? And the reason why me and Gibbs did pick the Nets to make playoffs, y'all go look at listen to the tape. We got it all on film. We both <laughs> said it's no way Kyrie and KD make it a whole season without being traded after requesting a trade in the summertime. We're not going to act like that didn't just happen. We're not going to act like that didn't just happen. Lo and behold, Cam Thompson may be the best player on the Nets now. And, and wait, and wait. Remember remember when the Nets got hot? Remember when the Nets got hot? And certain folks were saying, oh, they figured it out. They look dangerous. They look scary. What did I say that entire time? Give it time. Give it time. Give it time. I think you also pointed out that they only play one uh, team that would be in the playoffs or the playoffs yeah. started. Yeah. And then, but at the end of the day, you got to know with Kyrie and Kevin Durant, 
Give it time. Give it time. They'll and and here's the thing. Here's the thing. We'll we'll talk about the Kyrie trade in a second. But when I look at this KD trade, I'm I'm saying to myself, KD is happy with his legacy being what it is because even if the Suns do get a chip, again, nobody is going to look. They'll say Kevin Durant was the player that got them over the hump, but the hump was this big. Like you were there. You were right. in the fight. And didn't that series with the Bucks go to six games? Yep, six. The Suns won first two. The hump was this big. Literally this big. Like, it's not like you got them over the hump to where, like, they were a middling team. They were a, a team that could barely make it out the first round until you got there. You went to a ready-made champion, and you did what you were supposed to do at best. At best. Because if you don't win, like Chris said, for the rest of your life, my brother in Christ, every meme, every Father's Day, every you going to hear about Steph Curry every single time if you don't win. <laughs> so that's just my take on this trade. But I, I, I also think that uh, a lot of people are overblowing giving up picks. Y'all don't understand. Like, at the end of the day, um, forget those picks. Like, what are we doing here? What are we? Don't get me wrong. Picks kind of matter. But at the end of the day, I'm a Lions fan. I'm a Pistons fan. If you tell me, Ken, they're going to leverage their future from 2028 and beyond, but they're going to win a championship and be competitive for the next four years. Do it. Do it. I don't, I don't think the Nets got enough. I don't think they got really? close to enough for, for, for uh, Kevin Talk Durant. To for Kevin me. Durant. Talk, wait, wait, wait. Talk to you me. Gotta, Talk you to gotta, me. Because I think defensive I'll, player of the year. You got Jay Crowder, a proven veteran that you can flip. They already flipped for some more picks. You got four picks. And you got another player that is, just, you know, you can keep on that team for, for a little minute. Okay. I, so the, the, the Suns are. Swap. So so Mikael Bridges is gone. Okay. Yes, Mikael. Uh Cam Cam Johnson is not a person. Like Cam Johnson's good, but he's not a person that you're going to work into the future of your franchise. Absolutely. Very, Mikael Bridges. Mikael yeah, Bridges a is a very serviceable player, but at the same time if you're building a championship roster, Mikael Bridges can be no higher than third as being third. generous fourth option on the team. Third is being generous, but 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 his and you, and but hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on his ability to both shoot the three and cut makes him a comfortable third. I, I say it makes yeah. him a comfortable. It, third. it depends I, on who you're one and two is. That's fair. Th- that's th- fair. Third is very generous. Third is very generous. But in those, in those four in those four picks, one the Nets are going to be a bad team. The Suns are going to be better than than the Nets for the next for those four years that they have their picks. The Nets don't have any of their picks. So you gave up Kevin Durant for four picks. It's going to be a twenty something. But, but the, no, no, they they got Philly picks and they got uh, what's the name picks as well. They got the uh, they got Philly picks and they got it's blowing my mind. I can't think of it right now. They got Philly. Dallas? They got another team picks. Yeah, they got Dallas picks. They got Dallas picks. They yeah. got Dallas. Philly, Dallas, and Phoenix are are not going to be bad. I don't know about that one, big brother. They're not going to be bad. Hey, Bad enough this. to get some good I'm lottery picks and in exchange for Kevin Durant, you're not going to get those picks out of those three teams. I'm going to say this and I mean it. The Phoenix Suns got two years. Tops. Exactly. They got two years? Two years. But they traded four first rounders. They traded four. At the same time, even if you got those years, I still I still see that they can have enough talent in that window. It's still not, yo, we got this Suns pick. It's about to be the second pick in the draft. That's not going to happen. Year three and four, I don't know, my brother in Christ. Because, uh, mind you, 
imagine. All right, just hear me out. Three years from now, who's the core of that team? Assuming Booker and and possibly Aiden, since they resigned him. Aiden got resigned because they matched a restricted offer. That is literally the worst type of contract you can possibly get. Facts. Because it's literally saying we did not want to give you this money, but somebody but he's there for four more years, right? And I guess I believe so. I believe yeah, he's yeah. he's there for for three or four more years for sure. But here's here's my problem with that. Aiden looks very disinterested when the ball ain't in his hands this year. Like people True. are fooled. If you watch the the box scores, you think Aiden is putting up hella numbers. He's great. Watch the game. Watch him when that ball ain't in his hands. I've never seen a better big be more disengaged when the ball ain't in his hands. Yeah. Like I've never seen this before. I, he's just like hey, defensively. I mean, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Protect yeah, the run. I don't know about three that. years. I'm looking at it right now. But but here's here's why here's why I say that. If he continues like that and they don't win a championship, or even if they win a championship or two, but they struggle after KD kind of slows down and Chris Paul, listen, Chris Paul plays a low to the ground game, but he's slipping year by year. Like he's he's getting worse. That's that's objectively. This could be the last year. Yeah. Not not of him playing, but this is the last like year of good CP3. La- I was just about to say last year Chris Paul being CP3 before we like Yeah. It's uh what what was the other one they Cliff before Yeah, we get he Cliff Paul next season. Before we get Cliff Paul, this could be the last <laughs> season. So I'm just saying, in a couple years, we could be looking at Aiden force his way out, Booker there by himself, KD is slowing down, and Cliff Paul. Who? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're still making the playoffs. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, okay, but I hear remember you. KD. I hear. KD the West only is got old. Two more years. The KD only got two more years too. The West. The West is old, but the West also has most of the markets that people want to be in. Realistically, true. True. The West has most of the markets where people want to be. Like that's just LA is LA. It's always going to be there. I, you know what's really weird to me? The fact that Boston hasn't got like more big name free agents. Like that's you want to go play? For, I mean, they're a historic franchise because they've drafted somewhat well. But like, you trying to go play for Boston? Absolutely not, Chris. Okay. You trying to go play for Boston? I live in Boston. <laughs> they signed Gordon Hayward. Hey, go on somewhere, man. Hey, go on somewhere. <laughs> Am I lying? Go on somewhere. Kyrie and Gordon is is about it, and we all know that. Like, oh, they didn't sign. They didn't. Wait, sign they didn't even sign Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. Kyrie got traded. But he waived his no trade to go there, didn't he? Or did he not have a no trade? Did he? No, he, he didn't have a no trade with Cleveland. Yeesh. Yowzers. Okay. Mm. All right. For sure. For sure. Okay. All right. No, but you don't they, think. They, but wait. Cleveland. So what What do you think the Nets should have gotten for KD if this wasn't enough? What do you think they should have got? Um, If you're the Nets, either you got to include more picks, you got to include a few more role players, or. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say include one of those. The one of the Suns, quote unquote, big three. Because I'm. I'm not interested in any three of those players. But I think you got to either include more picks or you got to get more pieces off of that bench. Not interested in none of the big three, really. You, you trying to watch a basketball game with Ben Simmons and DeAndre Ayton on the floor at the same time? I mean, I think Book and him would be an all right duo. You know, I think they. They'd be all right, but but then it, it kind of defeats the purpose because it's like at that point the Suns took themselves out of championship contention. So right, I get it. I get neither it. team is in contention. Yeah, oh, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, all right. I feel it. I feel it. Well, 
KD's running mate got traded before him. Your friend and ours. The most reliable, unreliable player on earth. Third Eye Kai was traded to the Dallas Mavericks in a package that included, let me make sure I'm, I'm reading this off to get it right here. He was traded to the, uh, to the, oh boy, Dallas Mavericks. thing in there. He was traded to the Dallas Mavericks. I don't have the right thing put. Oh, okay. There we go. He and Markeith Morris were traded to the Dallas Mavericks for Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, a 2029 first round pick, two second round pick and two second round picks. So, what do y'all think of this trade? Guy, I want you to start this one off. Um, it's a weird trade. I think the Nets did the right thing with the current landscape around Kyrie. It's kind of hard to get a big haul for him. However, you got you two good wings to where um one, you can be competitive enough to still win games. Two, they're solid veteran pieces because they got some good young wings over there in, in Brooklyn as well. So those are good mentorship pieces. And you got about the most amount of picks I think you can get back in exchange for Kyrie Irving with this current landscape. Um, I'm confused about Dallas. Yes, you're going to sell jerseys. Yes, you're going to sell tickets. Yes, you're going to put butts in seats. But how do you win a championship or you try to pick they made the Western Conference Finals last year, right? They went to the Western Conference Finals, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, it was Dallas and Golden State. Um, so your goal is to either get back there or make it further. If you have two ball, arguably the two most ball dominant players in the NBA, and Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. Only team in the league to have two players inside the top ten and ISO scoring on the same team. Shout out to Chene Boomke. How do you Make that work, especially with the pieces surrounding you. Yes, they have some good shooters to kick the ball off to. But if you're putting up that many shots, if you're isoing that many times, you need a good defense to get back down the floor, which they don't have. You need very good rebounders to make second chance opportunities. What? Reggie Bullock isn't good defense? <laughs> and, and I think the only big on their roster is Dwight Powell. The only person that's seven foot or, or taller, which he's a serviceable player, maybe. But like you need a second chance points if you're going to have an offense where you have Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic dominating the ball. I don't know how that works or how you look to surpass what you already accomplished last season. That's disgusting work. That's really disgusting. Oh, they got JaVale McGee on the, on the roster. I mean, does he get minutes? He's 35, but he's there. I don't know if get minutes. Does he get minutes? That's an excellent question. And um, I would say no. He's he's averaging on the season eight minutes per game. So uh, okay. he's, he, he's not playing a ton. It's garbage time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's fair. Uh, so, Chris, what do you think about this trade, man? What do you think about the Kyrie trade? Um, if anybody can make it work, it's Kyrie. Kyrie has shown he can play off the ball. He played with LeBron James. Uh, he just has to keep his mental together. Now, the question for me is not if it's going to work. The question for me is who is going to get control of that locker room, right? Jason Kidd, to his credit, is a phenomenal locker room coach, right? He's a coach that, you know, he can keep a locker room together. But you need a player that's going to keep the locker room together. You got Christian Wood. Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, and Reggie Bullock, and Powell probably going to be the starting lineup, right? If they yep. choose to run two bigs. Who on that team would you say 
can keep that locker room under control. Your guess is good as mine. Luca not going to be the guy to tell Kyrie nothing. Right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. I just don't know what Dallas went all in for this season without getting any defenders, without also making sure Kyrie going to sign back. Because we know, Boston fans will tell you firsthand, Kyrie do not mean he going to sign back when he say he going to sign back. I mean, I just don't understand what the thought process was longevity-wise. Yes, you have to do something, or Luka might walk in free agency when he gets the time, but... You also got his birthright, so you could pay Luca a quarter million dollars. So I don't think Luca gonna walk away from that because he don't want even want to play basketball that long. So I don't know longevity how this gonna work. I'm not worried about it working this year. I think this makes them the fourth best team in the in the West. I will argue they might be able to the same same level as the Grizzlies. I'm not really high on the Grizzlies though, but I would say no. that they're around the same level as the Grizzlies. I. I want to let somebody in on something. And, you know, some people say I got that Stephen A. Smith in me and there's just some problem that I have with Kyrie. Chris and I talked about this off air and I asked a simple question to which Chris still hasn't given me an answer. I firmly believe that Kyrie is the worst of the superstar players from the 2010s slash 2020s. I don't think that there is a single one worse who stayed consistently in that superstar territory, unless you throw Ben Simmons in there, then maybe him. But I don't think that Ben Simmons was considered a superstar for a majority of the 2010s. I think that... Yeah, superstar potential. He came but in I, but I don't potential. Think, but I don't think that anybody viewed him as like, he's a legit superstar. I, no. I think that's fair to say, right? Okay. So with that being said, I would like to know, if anybody in the chat knows, Josh, if you know, because you got the encyclopedic knowledge, who... Who of all the superstar caliber players has been worse than Kyrie Irving? Who? I would say Kawhi Leonard. Like as far as off the court antics, or how he just sits out whole seasons. I'll get okay. I'll put I'll put Ka- Kawhi as worse. Okay. I'll get, nah. Kawhi got two defensive player of the years and two final MVPs in the twenty tens, okay. right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Kyrie got a ring in the 2010s. No, he got a couple big shots. He had an MVP caliber season. He just he was playing with Brian. So I mean, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, my case is resting peacefully. I don't think that the Dallas Mavericks understand what they just did. I would say Paul. I, I honestly, on level of superstardom, I was gonna say Paul George. I don't know. I'm going to tell you this. I think Paul George may be ahead of Kyrie, but that doesn't sound crazy. The only reason I gave you Kawhi is because he plays as much or less than Kyrie. That's the only reason I was even willing to go. That's what I'm saying. But even still, but even still with playing less, two finals MVPs, two defensive player of the years. Two things that that uh, Kyrie would never have. And and even we, we can also definitively say that Kawhi Leonard was actually hurt for at least a good chunk of that time. And not only that, again, when he's on the court, he just has a more positive impact on this team. Let me ask Dallas this. When he left Cleveland, why did he leave? Because he wanted to be the guy. He wanted to be, this is my team. This is my territory. I, yeah. I, you could have been 
and I, I very seriously mean this, you could have been LeBron's Batman to multiple, multiple championships. You could have got yourself a finals MVP in there as Bron started to recede and you stepped into the spotlight. You could have got yourself a finals MVP in there. You could have had a situation. Let's be honest. Of course, nobody wants to live in Cleveland, but you're a hundred millionaire. You're a millionaire in NBA. Whatever city you live in is basically all the same. You can still go wherever you want. Right. You're not like, oh my God, bro, I live in Cleveland. I can't go to Turks and Caicos tomorrow if I want. Like, that's not <laughs> how that works. So the, the that's the reality there. You could have been that. And then you go to Boston. Like we just talked about, not exactly the hottest free agency destination, but one of the most storied franchises in NBA history. You could have rode that out. You could have actually become the leader of Jason Tatum uh, and 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 Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. And you could have been the guy that's like, hey, man, small ball is the new wave. We can play all four of us at the same time. Just give us a center that don't want to shoot and just want to rebound and, and set screens and win us ball games, and we'll be all right. But they played better without him. But they played better without you. <laughs> and so, and so at that point, when you realize, wait a minute, this team is better without me, what did he do? He said, I'm resigning. But what actually ended up happening there? He Let's signed with trade. the Nets. He, oh, I'm sorry. He requested a trade. Right. He requested a trade and was traded to the Nets. Well, well, remember now. No, 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 no. He didn't. He didn't request a trade. His free, his contract expired. He did. He didn't take the contract. Okay. He didn't resign. That's what I thought. He literally, he literally, he literally ghosted the Celtics and then he signed with Rock Nation and joined the Nets. Okay. Okay. All right. So then he joins the Nets. And when he joins the Nets, he says, I got my guy with me. You know, in his words, not mine. I finally have a teammate where I'm like, damn, he can hit that shot too. His words, not mine. (laughs) You played with, statistically speaking, one of the most clutch players in NBA history. But your words, not mine. You've got a guy who can hit the shot. Okay. All right. You got it. And then not only does he get that, he gets an extra superstar in James Harden. And now it's up in this stuff. Oh, man, the big three, they cook. Oh, man, let Kyrie cook. And then I don't want to get vaccinated, and it's not about me why I'm going to sit these games out. It's about the people who are going to lose their job and lose their livelihood for this. Kyrie, do you understand how the world works? Do you think that any boss who was going to fire their employee because they didn't get vaccinated was going to say, Kyrie ain't playing an NBA. I need to reconsider why I'm doing this. (laughs) <laughs> baby they still got fired you just didn't play for your team that's that's all that happened there uh, and you gave 17 million dollars back and gave 17 million dollars lord jesus lord have mercy <laughs> to give 17 million dollars back for a sh- I'm, we not even gonna go there again so so he's with the nets and then there's the the sharing of a a a film that promotes certain views that don't exactly jive with everybody's uh, views. The views shared in that film, very hate-filled to some folks, very much so one of those things where it's like, hey, you need to apologize, buddy. And now, 
in football, they always tell us you win with alignment and assignment, right? So you don't win a play. You don't win, beat a block during the play. You know where the block is going and you attack and you follow your technique and you, but you need to be in the right alignment and you need to know your assignment to have any chance of winning. Do the work early. They gave Kyrie a chance to do the work early. He was given multiple chances to just say, hey, I'm sorry if this hurt anyone. That was not my intention. I just was sent this movie by a friend and I found it interesting or I heard it contains some very interesting things. I had not watched it. Again, apologies to anybody that was hurt. Did you actually have to mean it? Of course not. (laughs) Of course not. You didn't have to mean a word of it. You could have lied through your teeth, real simple and smooth. But instead, what did you do? Oh, you standing on business. Oh, yeah. I'm. How can I be anti-Semitic when I know who I am? Instead of simply saying, watch this. Let's 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 count the syllables here. How can I be anti-Semitic when I know who I am? 15 syllables. Watch this. I'm sorry. Three syllables. (laughs) So you did 12 extra syllables of work to lose yourself more money and have to go through the hunger games of sensitivity training towards Jewish people. They trying to silence him, man. They trying to silence him. (laughs) They trying to silence him. But, But this is my point to the Dallas Mavericks. Why? Why? With all due respect, again, Kyrie, undeniable talent when he's on. And by the way, I haven't even brought up the actual amount of games he's missed over the past, uh, I want to say, what, four years? I believe he's missed approximately 50%, maybe more. Um, so, yep. So with that being said, you trade it for this guy and you say to yourself, this is going to get us back to the conference finals or a championship. Based on what? What information do y'all have that tells you that? What information? What do y'all know that we don't to show us that he can be reliable enough to win y'all the championship? That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. Where, where do you see it at? Where? The last time he was reliable enough to be an important piece on a championship team was the year before he asked out of Cleveland. And that was what, 2018? Uh, yeah, 2018. He got traded after the deadline. Yeah. My brother in Christ, Trump, was in office uh, last time he was reliable enough to be counted on. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, like, I, 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 if I'm Luka Doncic, I'm looking at them, I'm looking at the front office saying, I said, get me help and you get me this. This is what you bring me. Don't worry about it. I'm going to take a page out of LeBron book. Everybody said I, I play like him anyway and I, you know, just a less athletic version. Don't worry about it. I'm going to show y'all. I'm going to do a decision too because I'm not <laughs> staying here. I'm not staying. I'm leaving. I'm going. Bye. There's no way you're going to keep me here with Kyrie Irving. So that's, that's my take on this trade. Again, to trade for Kyrie Irving is foolishness. To give up anything of, of serious value or worth for Kyrie Irving is foolishness. I'm sorry. I would be behind I mean, but you. Did they give up value and worth? And this is what this is what I this is what I'll say. I would be behind you if you didn't include Spencer Dinwiddie. If you gave up Dorian Finney Smith in the first, I get it. I get it. I get that. I get that. When you throw Spencer Dinwiddie in there, say what you want about Spencer. He's solid. He's reliable. He yeah. does what he's supposed to do day in day out. 
he gets you results. Um, At the end of that, Dim Woody for Kyrie, bro. I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. You got to deal with a lot with Kyrie, bro. But if you got an opportunity to get Kyrie for a Dim Woody, you 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 do that because Spencer got his own injury problems too, man. You're a team that's already lacking depth, and you trade two players who are who are actually playing for you for one who does not play very often. I, I you it, make I sense, but it's Kyrie. All right. Again, and I, <laughs> trust me, trust me, name recognition has fooled plenty of teams. Yeah. It's gotten plenty of folks' bags that they didn't deserve, a la Emmett Smith to the Cardinals. And I'm telling you right now, this is one of those moments where, oh, and by the way, we didn't even talk about the biggest aspect of this. Y'all do know Kyrie's contract is up after this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro. And he's but, expecting to be a max guy. Baby. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you, Dallas. Good for y'all. Good for you. That's those are my thoughts on this trade. And by all means, if I'm wrong, please tell me. But at the end of the day, again, it's not even just about giving up Spencer Dinwiddie in and of itself. It's about all that comes with Kyrie and all that you're gonna have to pay him for me, where I'm like, it's not worth it. It's just not, period. Because he's gonna want a long-term commitment from you, even though we've seen from Kyrie, you can't get a long-term commitment out of him. He right. like a black man with a gold tooth and a pinky ring. He will make you a girlfriend for 25 <laughs> years. He's not marrying you, my love. It's not happening. That special friend idea, huh? That special friend. <laughs> this is my friend, Miss Gladys. We know Gladys. She's been coming to the cookout for 25 years. Yeah, that's your wife at this point. So, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just if I'm if I'm Dallas, I'm not paying them a supermax. Which means I'm not trading for him because I know he's probably going to leave because he knows he can go somewhere that is super irrelevant, doesn't care about winning, and get a super max there. That's just my thoughts on it. Yeah. I'm going to leave it right there. I'm going to leave it right there. With that being said, are there any other trades that y'all are looking at and that y'all thought like, hey, this is super interesting. I got to talk about it. Um, so I know we're getting out of here, but I just want to say – the Lakers fans are kind of overblowing these moves that they made. I don't really see them making, I don't really see them making this huge big splash. I mean, you got rid of Thomas Bryant from Obamba who, okay, you, you got rid of a lack of athleticism and a lack of outside shot with somebody who's not going to bang down low and grab rebounds, which is what you need when Anthony Davis isn't on the floor, but he can stretch the floor a little bit, which somebody who can stretch the floor always works for LeBron. And then you gave up, um, got rid of Patrick Beverly, got rid of Russell Westbrook to get D'Angelo Russell, to get Vanderbilt. And uh, they got one more piece. I forget who, who are better three point shooters. They're toting around that 40 percent line. Malik Beasley, who are good three-point shooters, they're totally around that 40% line. But at the same time, if you have LeBron on a bench and Anthony Davis on a bench, if Anthony Davis is playing, I would much rather have Russell Westbrook, even though he's had, decision-making-wise, he's had an abysmally bad season. I would still much rather have him in control running the floor than the players that they went and picked up. I think they may have changed the projection of their season by... A couple of wins, maybe, and might not be good enough to make the playoffs. I don't really see it. It would be didn't, if they wouldn't pick up Bogdanovich from Detroit, then we would be having a conversation because that's somebody that LeBron can rely on to play their role, be in their spot, and still give you 18 the game off of spot up jumpers. I don't think yeah. that the Lakers changed that much with those moves they made. Okay. All right. Chris, what you think about the Lakers moves, man? Do you think, do you agree? No splash, or, or what are you thinking? 
That's a little, you know, you step in one of them small puddles and then it's a little water kick up. That's what they did. It look, like, you know, you drop something in one of them little puddles, <laughs> a little water kick up. I mean, Malik Beasy, yeah, that's cute. D'Angelo Russell, yeah, he been there before. Mo Bamba, eh, yeah, I mean, he's still suspended for three more games. He's so happy to get up out of Orlando after that butt whooping he got from somebody seven inches shorter than him. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, none of them are proven players. None of them are players that you would say, oh, they moved the needle a lot. It's They added some depth to the roster. Now they might be able to play LeBron and AD less minutes together and have them, you know, play off of the role players a little bit more. And then at the end of the game, close the game out. But they got the locker room maybe more stable. But I don't know. D'Angelo Russell records stuff in the locker room. So I don't I don't know if you got the locker room more stable. So, you know, here's, here's my thing. I agree with most of what y'all said. I don't think, for example, Kendrick Perkins said that he believes this team could get to a conference finals. And I'm just like, uh, all right, Kendrick, good for you. Good. Good you got to remember, that's one of LeBron boys too, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. It, it makes a lot of sense. It tracks. With that being said, I don't believe that that's now their ceiling. I think their ceiling now is about a second round exit tops. <laughs> I think it's second round exit tops. <laughs> but with that being said, let me let y'all in on how much better this team got, in my opinion. Russell Westbrook and his ability to run an offense is something that was talked about a lot and something that we we talked about here today, right? Russell Westbrook's splits this season have been unbearable in terms of box score. And you look at that and you say, well, maybe Russ provides really good defense. He doesn't. No. So Not anymore. If, no. if you're bad on the box score and you're a net negative defensively why would I keep you like if you you can say what you want about and I'm going to tell you this here's the difference between Kyrie and D'Lo right when I talked about Kyrie I'm talking about a, a pattern of events everywhere he went we're looking at this event from D'Lo that was when he was what 19, 18, 19 years old who hasn't done something incredibly stupid at age 19? Yeah. Who hasn't? I, that, that situation was entirely overblown to me. I wouldn't have traded that man away for, for Nick Young. For Nick Young? That's, what, that's the crazy part. That's like, but that's why Magic Johnson said he wasn't going to be there because he realized, I'm not, this ain't for me. This is not, no, no. But, but seriously, I just, I, I struggle mightily to, to tell myself that this team didn't get better. Because again, D'Angelo Russell has been like leaps and bounds better than um, Russell Westbrook this year. Like that's, that's just the reality. There's no other way to cut it or slice it. There's no way to look at these two players and say, eh, they've basically been the same guy this year. How? How? Not only is D'Angelo Russell cheaper than Russell Westbrook, but he's Everything that he's doing, literally everything better than Russ. Less turnovers, basically same amount of assists, better from the free throw line by 20%. Better from deep. <laughs> better from deep by darn near 20%. Better from fit, better uh, from the field. I am looking at this, and I am very simply saying to myself, the Lakers got exponentially better. Because with what I saw early in this season, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. 
they will struggle to make the play in. They will fight for their lives to make the play in. Now, I feel like I can say that they'll comfortably be a playoff team. I feel like the, I think that they're, I don't think, now, granted, granted, I think that this is a big splash to make them better. But in terms of the NBA, Chris, you're right. They're dropping a pebble in the cup there. And I'm not talking about a Mentos <laughs> and some Pepsi or, or some, some Dr. Pepper. No, what is it? Coca-Cola. I'm not talking about a Mentos in, in Coca-Cola type of explosion. No, 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 no. In terms of the NBA, they dropped a pebble in the cup. Like, oh, look, a couple ripples. Cool. But for them and their team, oh, this was, this was massively impactful because Russell Westbrook being a malcontent is crazy to me. It's crazy. It's cra- there were allegations that he was arguing with LeBron um, basically nonstop towards the end and the situation had become untenable. I'm going to just tell you this. What do you have to argue with anybody about? You're a point guard shooting 65% from the free throw line. Shut up. <laughs> Go shoot free throws. That's all you need to do the entire practice. That's it. That's all and that's it. Fellas, before we get out of here, one last thing. Chris, you the money man. Give us one bet that we can rely on for this Super Bowl. Tell us something. Tell us something that's gonna make okay, the I folks got a, some money actually, on family. I got, a, I got, I got a few. Well, even if we take off family, let go prize of you. picks. Let, prize let go picks. You. you only need three picks on prize picks. They got a special going on. Patrick Mahomes only needs a half a yard to clear his bet, so that's a gimme point. Then Jalen Hurts rushing. He's going to rush out the pocket a lot because they're going to send the same pass rush they did against uh, the. Bengals. And then another good one is going to be Travis Kelsey's yards because Patrick Mahomes is going to be forced to throw the ball a lot with running out of pocket. So I think those are three great picks for that. Now, if you want to do fan duel best for the Super Bowl, I would go with alternative yards. I think every running back in this game gets at least 25 yards. Every running back in this game. Both the first stream and the second, the backup back for both teams get 25 yards. I think Miles Sanders gets a touchdown. I think Kelsey gets a touchdown. I think Jalen Hurts gets a rushing touchdown. And I think that Patrick Mahomes does throw an interception this game. Y'all heard it here, folks. First, we got you right on prize picks and FanDuel. So when you come back here, I don't want to hear, oh, facts over acts didn't get me paid. They didn't get me paid. Y'all heard it. We trying to put money in your pocket, dollars in your wallet. This is, this is the pod that gets you paid. We stand by that. In the words of Denzel, I stand by that. I guarantee it. You hear me? We guarantee it. Anywho, we know y'all tired of us talking about the trade deadline and sweating out bets and all that good stuff. But come on back the next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah, no.